banks are exceptional at make money from your money. You the user, you the depositor. And they give all of that to their shareholders. This is the playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with The Playbook. I'm here at The Win, sitting in the lobby in the studio, the Blue Wire Studios. I'm so excited because I have a new friend of mine, but I would tell you he is one of the top entrepreneurs I've ever met in my life, and I've been around some of the greats. Alec, Alex Machinsky, he is the founder and CEO of Celsius Network. Welcome to The Playbook. Hi. Thanks for having me. You know, I had to have you, and the first time that I, I saw or reminded myself I saw this term MOIP, M-O-I-P, and I saw your name. I said, God, this name seems familiar to me. But when I Googled it, it said VOIP. It said V-O-I-P, which I was very familiar with because I ran Samsung's phone division in 99, and we had the first uh, convergence device that was a data-driven device. At the time, the carriers didn't even know what data was, or they didn't even know that voice was data. Um, And you revolutionized. You were a disruptor, but... Beyond that, you took on the carriers and won, and you had an extraordinary company and did extremely well. Now you have this podcast called MOIP. You have this term called MOIP. You know, Alex, what are you taking on now with MOIP? Well, the, uh, the phone companies weren't big enough, so we went looking for a bigger dinosaur than the phone companies, and we found one. It's a banking system, so money over IP is uh, what we're up to next. We want to basically uh, decentralize the money, decentralize the, the, fa- the ability of all of us to transact with each other or, or make a good living or make an income out of our assets. And banks actually prevent that, right? So, so if you want to unbank yourself, if you want to uh, find uh, financial freedom, you need to use money over IP. Right, well, money over internet protocol, and by uh, transacting peer to peer, by by using cryptocurrencies and blockchain technologies, we can unshackle ourselves from 700 years of banking. And within the context of anything that's been around that long, as you call them dinosaurs, there's going to be manipulating, maybe even some lying and cheating, uh, systematically, that is just socially accepted because it's been done that way for so very long. And I see that in insurance business, I see that in education, but I especially see that in banking. What are some of the things, you know, as you never had to work again, you've had two exits before this or three unicorns in total. I'm going to get it wrong. You always say exaggerate because I said eight, but I know there's been at least two eight, or three. Eight startups, three unicorns. Three unicorns. So you know what you're doing. You know, what possessed you to, number one, take on the banks, but what were some of the things that you saw, you know, you're not a 19-year-old you know, Bitcoin boy, you are actually a seasoned business person uh, that has been very successful. What were some of the things that you saw that were institutionalized that the general public, the people, were being manipulated, cheated, and lied to over all these even hundreds of years? Yeah, so Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of Bitcoin, uh, invented or created this amazing uh, protocol that allows us to bypass the banks. Like, he like paved a new road that was never created before. No one knew that we could travel on that road, right? And and un, and unshackle ourselves from from these banks. But somebody has to still divert the traffic. Unfortunately, everybody still keeps driving in the old highway where the toll collectors, the banks, keep charging us fifty dollars for 
overdraft, $60 for uh, account fees, uh, $3 to withdraw our own money from our own accounts, right? So, I mean, we're paying fees upon fees upon fees. They charge us $24, 24% per year to charge, to basically borrow money on our credit cards, right? I mean, it's just crazy. So, uh, they, they charge us 24%, but they pay us 0.1%. So, where is all that profit going to, right? It's going to the toll collectors. So the opportunity is really to for all of us to again take the go off the off this toll uh, highway road and go into a new world where we don't we don't pay any tolls we don't pay any fees we act in our best interest and and un unfortunately no one was willing to take on the banks or uh, uh, redirect that traffic so I decided my wife thought it was crazy she was like basically saying you know what you're about to do. You, you're going to have some of the most powerful companies in the world become your enemies, right? And, and uh, uh, you know, like I, like I said, uh, we were together in Lisbon and we were on stage, on the main stage in, uh, uh, in this, the, the largest conference in Europe, right? Web, Web Summit. Summit. And uh, I said on that, uh, on that, channel, on that panel uh, that you have to listen to your heart. My heart said you have to do this. This is how you give back, right? You help 8 billion people uh, unshackle themselves from these banks. And just one, one point, just to illustrate what you're talking about. Uh, uh, you hear a lot in the media of how Bitcoin is bad and Bitcoin is used for illicit activities. In the last 10 years, right, just the last 10 years, banks paid $240 billion in fines for illicit activities. $240 billion. These are just the fines. This is not how much illicit activity they did. <laughs> so, so, so it's just crazy when, when, when they call the cattle black uh, and you know that they have been basically enabling all of the money laundering and all of the illicit activity that exists on the planet goes through banks. It doesn't happen in cash suitcases, you know? Yeah. Well, at least they charge that to the public, right? The $240 billion in, in yes. penalties. They charge it back to the public so they can charge 15% interest on a $20 withdrawal from a bank machine. Because they're too big to fail. So they might pay the fine, but they will continue charging you $3 to withdraw your money. But you know? it's, it's, it's not just the masses. And I think it's important because it's for everyone. And you take a lot of my high net wealth, my high net wealth friends that have a lot of money in the bank, that's sitting there making a half a percent or no percent or one percent, and yet they think it's secure, more secure than the unbanking system that Celsius Network has. And two, they don't realize how much, although they're not paying bank fees and they give all these glorious- They're too rich to pay bank fees. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, they're too rich to pay bank fees, but meanwhile, they're, they're paying an extraordinary amount of opportunity loss uh, how much is that opportunity loss for someone that, you know, whether they have $100 or $100 million, how, what are the percentages that we're talking about that the bank so, keeps? So, so the bank, banking in general, represent just over 3% of global GDP. So if you think about the global economy, and one way or another, banks extract 3% for doing nothing, just for sitting in the middle, right? So for example, you send money from one country to another, they sit on it up to seven days. The transactions take place instantly, right? But they sit on that money. Why? Because while they're sitting on it, they're making a profit, right? They deploy it, they lend it out, and so on. So even in the US, you can do a transaction, a wire transfer, and so on, or they'll take three days to clear it. What does it mean, three days to clear it? 
You know, these transactions clear instantly, same day. So, so banks are exceptional at make money from your money. You, the user, you, the depositor, right? They take all that profit, all-time profits, right, for J.P. Morgan, for Goldman, for Citi, for Wells Fargo. These are the largest banks. Bank of America, largest banks in the, in, in the United States. Each one of them made between 10 and 20 billion in profit just in the last quarter. And they give all of that to their shareholders. They don't turn around and say, wow, look how rich we are. Look how wealthy we are, profitable. Let's increase the rate we're paying David Meltzer. You know, we paid them 0.1%. We're going to go to 0.5% because we want to help our customers. No, they turn around and they pay a bigger dividend to their shareholders because, uh, you know, J Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, gets $70 million bonus when he increases the dividend he pays to his shareholders. He does not get any increase in his salary when he pays David Meltzer a higher interest rate on your deposits. And, and let's talk about how people are responding to Celsius Network because you're one of the fastest, if not the fastest company to get to 30 billion in management. You have a million and a half of users already. Um, but let's talk about some numbers. Why are you having such an amazing adaptation to this new form of banking? What are some of the things that you provide to your customers that people haven't been able to get before? So, so Celsius uh, basically took the best secrets out of Wall Street, uh, sec lending, uh, arbitrage, market making, uh, order flow, uh, all these things, took all these secrets and basically extracted, we extracted uh, over a billion dollars worth of uh, uh, fees out of the institutions, exchanges, DeFi and so on, and then gave that to the community. We did the cardinal sin of doing exactly what banks will never do, right? We took that money, the fees, and instead of giving it to shareholders and giving it as dividends, we turned around and gave it to David Meltzer and people like you. You know, a million and a half people like you who are basically earning, like right now, you can earn 10% on your stable coins. You, all you have to do is take your dollars, convert them into USDC or USDT, any stable coin, put them into Celsius account 10% per year right? 10, 20, 30 times more than your bank pays you, right? And, and again, we, we didn't invent a new uh, business model. We took the Wall Street business model and just turned around and did what banks never done in 700 years, paid the depositors more, paid the users more. How much have you paid the users? Over a billion dollars. How much did Bank of America pay their users? L probably less than that. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so while we, like you said, we are 25 billion or so in assets, a million and a half customers. Obviously, Bank of America is 100 times bigger than us. But in, if you measure us versus them in payouts to customers, Celsius is bigger than Bank of America. That is unbelievable. And one of the other things I know from being in the sports industry, and it's even heating up more, are the naming rights. And we've seen every bank's name on every billion, $2 billion, and now $5 billion stadium, as we have SoFi in uh, uh, L.A., a $5 billion right. stadium. Um, or or Crypto.com, just right. uh, putting their name a on Staples the Staples Center. X Staples Stadium, you know, so. Where's that money, number one, come from, and what is its purpose to talk about adding insult to injury? Right. You know, knowing the sports industry and selling some of those naming rights over the years, I, I'm not sure I consciously could have done it if I understood the money that was behind it. Well, so that's what most people don't understand. So, so for example, 
um, you know, obviously crypto.com charges their customers fees. Uh, when, you when you trade on their exchange or when you use any of their products, they make fees. And those fees account for hundreds of millions of dollars. So when they name the stadium uh, in their name, they're taking your fees and giving it to the owners of that stadium. In this case, I think, it, uh, who owns it? I think the uh, ex-CEO of the Microsoft. Oh, which one? The new Staples? AG. Yeah, oh, it's AG. Yeah, okay. And shoots. Right. So, so they're giving them your fees, right? They're aggregating your fees uh, uh, in, a in a giant bucket, and they're giving it to them. Celsius does exactly the opposite. We charge institutions and exchanges fees. People like crypto.com. We charge them fees for liquidity, for accessing our order flow, liquidity, everything else. And then we take all those fees and give it to our customers, right? Our users, people who gave us uh, uh, their digital assets. So, so we are the real Robin Hood. You know, Robin Hood, to talk about them, uh, right? Uh, uh, they've basically just, in the last year, they made over $600 million in fees that they collected from people like uh, Citadel and others for order flow management. Zero dollars out of that went to their community, to their users. Zero. Like, not a, not a single dollar. They went public. They're worth, I don't know, 30, 50 billion dollars. None of that, not a single customer of, uh, of Robinhood got to participate in that value creation. And most of us do that. Most, we use Uber every day. We drink Starbucks every day. We use Google every day. Did any of us get to participate in the value creation in these companies? Even Coinbase, right? Yeah. You trade on Coinbase? Great. Did you, they just did an IPO. They're worth over $100 billion. So what Celsius has done is exactly the opposite of that. We invited our community to come and join us, come and participate. You can basically just come and earn yield. You can also basically use our token to earn more, earn 25% more or own, own that token, the sell token. Or you can also participate. If you're an accredited investor, you can invest in Celsius and take, uh, you get three tickets. Three, if you go to our, uh, you know, uh, uh, to the Celsius show, you get three tickets, right, versus one. And last year, the best performing token in all of crypto was the sell token, up over 4,000%. Masari ranked us number one in the world. So, so all that value creation went to our community, right? This amazing community of a million and a half. And we're here talking in Las Vegas. In, in about two hours, we have a, an event where uh, over 500 Celsians are getting together to celebrate all of our success, which, again, all credit goes to the community for trusting us to build this for them. Yeah, it's amazing. What makes me sick, too, about that signage stuff is that they're using my money to go steal more money from more people, which is <laughs> exactly it's in, unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable. No question, because this has come up. We've gotten to know each other. I've done extreme due diligence on Celsius because I had to go up to my wife and say, honey, we're going to move seven figures over into the network. And I wasn't able to articulate everything that's necessary. And, and I've learned about this. And I think you know, it's one thing if I told her, hey, let's start off like you always suggest. They've just tested out, put 100 bucks in there. I don't care. Just learn how to do it. But, you know, whether you're putting $100, a million, or $10 million in, and you've put hundreds of million of your own money into it, everybody just joins your bus. You're like, yes. I'm doing this. If you guys want to join me, fine, which I love the attitude. But what should I tell my wife? What, what should the people listening now, you know, tell their wives, their family, their friends that, hey, this is how to to do this and this is why it's safe and this is why we're going to be able to democratize banking 
and actually be in a better position in a better way? So a few things. One is that first you have to recognize the fact that for most people it makes zero sense that somebody like Celsius can pay 10% and somebody like a giant bank that has hundreds of millions of customers pays 0.1%, right? So first you have to get over this fact that the banks conditioned us that earning nothing on our money is the status quo. Now, both of us are old enough to remember Citi and JP Morgan and all these guys paying us 7 8% just on our checking account, right? Just 20 years ago. You don't have to do anything. So, so slowly over time, they kind of conditioned us that you should not expect anything from your money, right? And that, that is the most important thing to, for people to understand. If you can show them that banks still make the same profit they used to make, or even more, right? They're making the highest profit they ever had. They just stop giving it to you. Then they start saying, wait a second, you know, where is all that profit going to? If they're not giving it to me, where is it going to? Okay, let's look at salaries of CEOs of banks. Let's look at salaries 20 years ago. Let's look at them today, you know? So today, CEOs are making hundreds of millions of dollars. Jamie Dimon is a billionaire. Right? And he's just an employee of a bank. Right? What is he doing? He's just like a traffic cop. Money just keeps slashing around around the bank. He just sits there and makes sure that there's no congestion, that there is no clogging of the money going from point A to point B. That's all he does. He doesn't create the money. Right? He's just a traffic cop, money traffic cop. So now these people are getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars for what? Right? Just because they're so profitable, the banks are so profitable. Right? So first you have to explain to all the doubters out there that the people they consider to be safe and acting in their best interest are neither safe nor acting in your best interest. Banks are just not your friends. Banks are there to create money for themselves. Right? So when you show them that, then you can say, okay, look, banks, right in their statement, you go to the SEC, you look at the at the uh, Chase Manhattan filings, right? The J.P. Morgan Chase quarterly filings. They will show you return on capital. Just look for, search for those words, right? In their SEC filings. And it would say 16%, right? So if they're earning 16%, why can't they pay you 10%, right? So all Celsius does is uses exactly the same tools, the same voodoo magic of how to make money on money, and then we take most of that profit and give it to the shareholders. Sorry, give it to the, you say, I, I fell your for user. the banking trap. Well, well your users Give it are to your, your users. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But, but my point is, is that banks cannot do that. Jamie Dimon cannot give, he will get fired the next day if he turned around, yeah. take, took all that profit, and said, you know what? I, I, I had a revelation, I had a good night's sleep, and I realized that I have to give all this money back to my shareholders, back to my users to my depositors, right? <laughs> he would get fired the next day because his shareholder would say, you're doing what? You're taking billions of dollars and giving it to your customers? That's not what we hired you for, right? We just want bigger dividends. So, so that is really the most difficult part that people can have to overcome. When they overcome that, then the next step is, okay, let's look at this company Celsius. Are they for real? Are they really doing what they're saying? Are they legitimate? Are they safe? And, and again, we had the inquiries from many, many states and many, many uh, regulators all over the world asking for information, saying, okay, Celsius, the same thing your wife is asking, they're asking exactly the same question. 
Show us what you're doing. Show us that it's safe. Show us that you're acting in the best interest of these people. Show us that you're actually paying them, that it's not a Ponzi scheme or anything like that. Show us you're actually earning this money. Because in crypto in general, there is this practice of just minting new tokens and <laughs> issuing them out and calling that yield, calling that interest. That is not interest. That's what our government does. Our government prints new dollars and sends it to you and says, oh, here's your $1,200. You know, you're participating in, in the, you know, in this uh, in the money that we're giving out to everybody so Celsius actually earns it right we are collecting interest from institutions and exchanges so so these are these are not easy things to explain to people because like like you said 700 years of conditioning of us getting less and less every year we get less and less and less from these banks yeah and the fear factor the banks prey on you know, really inciting that fear by creating these stories, like you said, about, you know... While paying tens of billions of dollars in fine. <laughs> hundreds. Hundreds of billions. Yes. Well, each billion. one of them is 10, 20 <laughs> right. billion. That was a billion between friends, right? Yes. Yeah. I love it. Like, HSBC was saying really bad things about uh, crypto, and then they shut down. Anyone who, had a, who touched crypto, they would shut down their account. And, and this was just a few years ago. They paid a billion-dollar fine for helping the... Mexican cartel laundered billions of dollars right there in Mexico, like in Mexico City. <laughs> like people would show up with cash suitcases and they would just be like, okay, sure, we'll take your deposit. What so, I, oh, I was going to say, what I love about the business is one of the lessons that my mom taught me a long time ago. She said, son, you need to study history. And I was like, oh, it's so boring, mom. Why would I study history? She said, because human nature never changes. And what I love about Celsius Network, what I love about the unbanking, is that to understand the human nature of Alex Machinsky, to understand that there are people out there that are just trying to be fair, to do well by doing good with the most important currency that we have, which is money, this object of energy that we put into the flow to get what we want, to feed our children, send them to schools, to live a better life, and to find out that these institutions have for hundreds of years slowly but surely manipulated, cheated, and lied to us. And now they're terrified because, as they also say in history, sooner or later, the truth always comes out. And Alex Machinsky, thank you so much for letting us know the truth about banking, for helping us make more money, help more people, and have more fun.